0: welcome to the taste of prague podcast a podcast by the taste of prague food tours about two things we love the most travel and food in the two places we love the most prague and just about anywhere else thank you for tuning in hi guys this is jan from taste of prague um i'm really excited about today's episode because we will be talking to Petr sesula he's a private travel manager today but up until a year ago He was the head concierge at the Prague's Four Seasons Hotel. And uh, the last time I checked, hotel concierges don't give a lot of interviews. So this is actually a rare opportunity to actually get an insight into that world. Uh, I don't think many people actually even know what a concierge does and how he's different from a regular receptionist or a front desk manager. So we're gonna discuss that. And uh, we're gonna follow his journey, Petra's journey uh, from being a chef into the front desk office and then to the concierge uh, seat. We're going to discuss the different roles and duties of the hotel concierge. Can they ever say no to a guest? How important is a network of contacts and how do they build that network? Uh, We're going to also discuss uh, Le Clef d'Or because that is an international organization that unites the most prestigious hotel concierges around the world and Petr was the president of the Czech chapter. Of that organization, so we're going to discuss that. You know, do concierges of Prague hotels ever meet? Do they help each other? Do they discuss different issues and share experiences? And finally, we're going to discuss what were the biggest changes in world of the concierge throughout Petr's career. How have the guests of the hotels changed? How have the apps and smartphones changed the way the guests approach the concierge and how they have changed the way. The concierge responds to different demands. And finally, we're gonna discuss hotel reviews, which is also a very recent phenomenon, and whether the big hotels like the four seasons are immune from hotel reviews or whether they have to respond to those reviews too. So, very interesting interview, very interesting perspective on tourism. One more thing unrelated to today's episode. Um, I hope you guys know this, but last week we started uh, a czech podcast too next to this english one the first episode was with uh, clara donatova she's a food critic and we discussed restaurant reviews who writes them who reads them um i mean and back and so forth it's a very interesting and fun interview so please check it out on spotify and apple just look for taste of prague chesky all right, this is it. Better as well, an interview with a former concierge at the Four Seasons Hotel, now a private travel manager. Enjoy! Hey guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. I um, have the distinct pleasure of sitting here with uh, Petr Zesua, who is an iconic concierge uh, in on the Prague, you know, tourism scene, I guess. Um, he worked for many, many years in the Four Seasons Hotel uh, before retiring a year ago, roughly? Yeah, roughly, yeah. Yep. And uh, now he's a private travel manager uh, working for a travel agency here in uh, Prague. Well,
1: thank you for joining me. Thank you, Jan, great to be here and thank you for the invitation.
0: No, thank you very thank you very much. Now, um, I would like to ask, first of all, um, how is a concierge, because not many people are fully familiar with that concept, how is a concierge different from, let's say, a, what we call a front desk manager or like a receptionist in a hotel?
1: I think it's a, it's a great question for the beginning, mm-hmm. because uh, a concierge award is not so common here, it's more known abroad than in Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. even though it's improving, I would say. And concierge in a hotel is a a kind of a unique position. It's a person who is the ambassador for the hotel, and he's actually helping the clients to know the country and the city they're visiting. Mm -hmm. So if you are coming to a hotel, a receptionist or the front desk manager, they handle your arrival. You check in. You exchange money, mm-hmm. and then anything you need during your stay, even before and after, is handled by the concierge. Concierge,
0: okay. Um, so yes, so you come in, and all the kind of uh, technical issues, you know, you give your passport to the front desk manager, receptionist. But then yes. yeah. you want to leave out, just go to the city, need some advice. That's the concierge. Exactly. Correct? This is so If my question was if a because usually. You know, you go to hostel, hostel. You know, somewhere they yeah. don't have concierges. Not all hotels have a, a position of the concierge. That's correct. So it's only the best hotels have a concierge. I
1: would say that four to five star hotels uh, tend to have the concierge desk separated. Mm-hmm. Some of the hotels they still manage the position together with the reception. Basically, it is the demand of the clients. Okay. If the clientele is, you know, staying and have have the request. They, the concierge is on the spot.
0: Okay. Um, how um, how did you become a concierge?
1: Well, as uh, as as everyone working in a hotel, I started. Actually, I have a hotel school. Mm-hmm. I graduated as a cook. Okay. And then I had a feeling that I would like to know the to be on the other side of the desk. Mm-mm. So I started, I moved from the kitchen to the, to the reception area and I started uh, my job as a bellman, Uh which kind of helped me to work on my English.
0: Okay. Improve. And and just to clarify, what is a bellman exactly? What is a bellman? Bellman, I was
1: helping with the luggage. Okay. I was, I was basically carrying the luggage for Mm -hmm. the clients and that uh, gave me the opportunity to know the hotel because as a bellman, you go all around.
0: Was it the Four Seasons? No, it,
1: yeah. it was the Hotel Internacional okay. here in Davice, which right. at yeah. the time changed uh, to Hotel Holiday Inn.
0: Okay, so if you don't know, if you're from abroad, you're not listening to this. I mean, uh, International Hotel is kind of legendary here because it's a uh, it's a very communist building. It was built in the 50s, allegedly for Stalin's stay here in Prague, and uh, it's if you want to see. Luxury communist style. You definitely have to check out that hotel. Yeah. Okay, so it was there. It was there, mm-hmm. and
1: plus, this is the safest hotel in Prague because it has a big atom crypt.
0: Oh, of course, it's a nuclear bunker. Exactly.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I started there. I was working for a month as a as a bellman, and then I moved to the reception. Mm-hmm. And I basically went through all the position there. And then I was offered from my <clears throat> front office manager a position of the concierge. Uh-huh. I had no clue whatsoever, what mm-hmm. but I said, let's try, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And, and I, it was a kind of learning process on the go.
0: Okay. So um, how long did it take you to actually become a concierge?
1: It took me about uh, two years mm-hmm. and then at that time I was lucky because we had a Congress uh, in the hotel and it was uh, the concierge society from the around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a school of life for me. Okay. But plus I was offered at that time a job and I moved uh, to New York.
0: All right. So you did a, con- you moved to a position of the concierge in New York.
1: I was uh, an assistant concierge. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Uh, how long did they? How did you? How long did you stay in New York?
1: I used to live there for a year and a half. And so and a half. B- okay. Beautiful eighteen months of my life.
0: Nice, nice. Well, wow. then you came back to the four. Seasons. I came
1: back uh, because I knew that uh, first of all, Four Seasons mm-hmm. is planning to open the property in Prague. Mm-hmm. Also, at the time, my visa expired, okay. so I decided to come back to Prague and and applied for the concierge uh, position in Prague.
0: And that was what time? What was that? That was back
1: in 2001. 2001? So the Four Seasons Prague opened January, I'm sorry, February 2001.
0: All right. And you were there from the very beginning? I was there
1: from the very beginning.
0: Uh, Is there like a manager concierge?
1: At the time, uh, I had a position of the line staff concierge Mm -hmm. and I was promoted to a chef concierge in 2006.
0: 2006. So, um, okay. Uh, How many concierges are there in the Four Seasons?
1: Uh... The, there is a team of uh, six to seven concierge with the manager,
0: and there's always two, right? I think on on, du- on, on each du- shift. On each duty.
1: shift, uh, two to three, two because they're covering each other. Yeah. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. Uh, because some hotels I see only one concierge, but I mean, you, I'm guessing the Four Seasons. Four Seasons has down. the
1: luxury to have the more people on duty, mm-hmm. but also it's a, it's a very it's a highly demanded and very busy position. So working as a one person that's yeah Um,
0: I have to say this is a personal story here so um we exchange houses when we travel and one time we forgot that a family's coming in and we thought okay let's let's, let's just take the opportunity to actually move out and live like we picked a few hotels in Prague and we would stay a night because many people ask us what where should we stay you know so we thought we figure like a I don't know, three, four-star hotels or four four-star hotels, and we just stayed there. Yeah. And on one night, we had a Samsonite luggage. Did I tell you that story? No, 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 no you didn't. Samsonite luggage. And we were at an unnamed hotel in Prague, and the, the lock got stuck, and we couldn't open the luggage. So I went down you know, to the reception, and I said, can you help me with that because I'm, you know, my luggage is stuck. Do you know, is there like a Samsonite shop or like a dealership where I could go and they just can have a look at them, mm. have a look at the key, and they said, "I'm oh, sorry, I have no idea how to help you." So I ended up calling the Four Seasons. <laughs> the Four Seasons concierge desk, because I thought, you know, these guys will know, and they knew. They actually yeah, sent yeah. me to the right place
1: because so, you know, you know, we don't say no.
0: Yeah, you don't say no. <coughs> that was actually one of my questions: uh, is "no" a viable answer, or like maybe I don't know.
1: Not really. Mm -hmm. You know. The 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 proper one should be I'm not aware, but let me find out.
0: Okay. I'll call I'll get back to you. I'll get
1: back to you, you give a time frame when you get back because it's kind of a standard. But everything is possible. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's interesting. And you know, you know what you said it's very it's very very common Mm -hmm. because we've been receiving calls from all Around hotels <laughs> like in the hotels. city. And it's right. always, a f- uh, you know, because when you when you call to the concierge, mm-hmm. you know, we greet you by the name and so and so. Yeah. And then, you know, the person asks the question. Mm-hmm. We, we get the answer and so and so. And then, you know, can I have your room number? Hmm, I'm not staying with you.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we'll be happy to help you anyway.
0: Yeah, cool. Cool. That's, that's actually really great. Doesn't the four scenes have like a digital... Custom management system that you can see information about the hotel. Maybe if they stay in a different Four Seasons property, like you know, do you see that, like yes, the preferences? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Right now, right now, the Four Seasons is improving in the direction, and there is a there is a history of the client, mm-hmm. and you can see you can see the client's history. You can see the client's preferences, mm-hmm. what they like, what they don't like, yeah. what happened because there is a, a huge structure of uh, recording all what went well but uh-huh. also what went wrong. wrong
0: okay so you don't repeat the mistakes that exactly. the customer sees as mistakes exactly. you may not see them as but he does okay cool so we can prepare yeah. well is there some like one most common misconception about a concierge like you know maybe people just oh i, f- I know what you do I, they don't i mean is there like um is there something that people don't know about your job
1: i would not say that anything in general i i, I like to say mm-hmm. that uh, a concierge as many other Positions in the hotel. We are here to serve the clients, mm-hmm. but we are not the servants.
0: Okay What does that what's the difference then
1: because some people, you know uh, Feel that they can do anything with you. Okay, and you know, yeah, we are humble We mm-hmm. are happy to help but we don't we are not really considered as a servant.
0: Okay. So there's limits to that There are limits. Okay. There are limits. All right. Definitely. Okay. How do you set up the boundary? You know when the person is standing there, and you know that you said you don't. We don't say no, but then you're not a servant. How do you set up that? Boundary? I think
1: I think you have to you have to use the common sense, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to judge the person. Okay. You know, judge in the right way.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, so you were in charge. You were the chief um, concierge at the Four Seasons. So I'm guessing you were also in charge of hiring. Yes. Concierge. Yes. That's correct. So. Um, what do you look? What did you look for in? What did you look for in a candidate?
1: I have to say that I was in charge, and but I was very fortunate that you know the turnover at mm-hmm. the concierge is not so common as okay. at the departments.
0: But you stayed for, I mean, two thousand six until two thousand eighteen, which is 12 years. twelve years. Twelve years. I mean, there must have been some. Yeah, changes. we had a few. Yeah? We had few. Okay.
1: Well, uh, frankly, say I was I was hiring uh, for the passion. Mm-hmm and uh for the attitude okay because the skills Mm-mm. you can kind of learn Mm-mm. but the attitude and the passion no. all right and the smile because smile is a, like a breaker of uh, in all the situations all right if there if the person doesn't have a smile okay it's very difficult then to
0: would it, it would experience be very important like previous experience, mm, you, know, you come from this and that hotel. Not okay. necessarily, not necessarily.
1: I would say that we had a colleague who uh, was uh, born in, in Czech Republic mm-hmm. and then raised in South Africa. Okay, she came to the hotel, and we about half a year we grabbed her to be a, as a concierge, mm-hmm. and she was outstanding. Okay, but she had a, she had a passion to learn, and uh, she really did explore. And uh, in half in in six months, she was an amazing concierge.
0: How long does it take to raise a concierge? You know, are concierges born or are they made? Born and made. Born and both.
1: Both. So, and it's, it's, I, to me, even though now I'm a little bit out of it, but mm-hmm. still my heart is there. I think it's a, it's a lifetime process.
0: Would that be... Um, so, I mean, but how long does it take? Like, for instance, you hired a, a person and, uh, I mean, I guess the first day on the job, not great or like, you know, passable. yeah. yeah. But how long before he or she became like, in your eyes, excellent, or at the standard that, that you wanted them to be?
1: Uh, I would say between six months to a year. Six months
0: to a year. All right. Interesting. Um, are there any recorded like, you know, misdemeanors like in the first like you do something that I do. like um you know it's somebody on the job training um and messes up? Does that happen?
1: it happens you know all the time you know we are human we mm-hmm. do mistakes but it's it's a uh, it's then after how you how you learn from the mistakes all right yeah and you know sometimes you know there are situations mm-hmm. you would dream of that okay. they happen they would... don't happen okay. they they happen all right so, but uh, we, we, we manage everything all the time very well, and uh, I was very proud of the team.
0: Okay. Um, you work at the Four Seasons. Does the Four Seasons, for instance, have a, like a, a, maybe a, an approach to concierges, or like a house style, you know, air quotes of concierges? Let's say, if, you have, if you're a concierge at the Four Seasons, uh, is a different style, for instance, than for uh, you know, the concierge, and, like the Mandarin Oriental.
1: I would say that as a, as a company-wise, company has, a, has a, its standards, uh-huh. which you have to follow. But they are, I would not say, frankly, different from the other hotels. Uh, many of them are about the approach, about the behavior, mm-hmm. and about the skills you put in. Uh, I was always saying... And I'm repeating, if you have a common sense and you work in the, in, the, in the hotel industry, you have to behave well with the customers. And it's similar if you are the concierge or if you are a person in the shop.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, I mean, for instance, if you hired someone from Hilton or like Mandarin Oriental and he came back on the job, like he, a lot of experience in the other hotel, would he or she have to learn something about the like this is how we do it in the four they, seasons.
1: That person would have to possibly learn the the four season standards in in, in, in uh, speaking, in the correspondence mm-hmm. and that's it.
0: Is that written down? It's written down. There's is a, it a global thing or is it a Czech it, property it rights its own? It is global. It's a global. It is global. Okay. What about languages?
1: Languages, uh, obviously English is a must and mm-hmm. any other languages is always a plus. Okay. But there is not uh, any decision being done that a concierge has to speak three or four languages. Four languages. English, and Eng- English, local, yeah. English, ideally. local, and of course, you know, whatever else is plus. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was researching for this a bit and uh, uh, so I was looking at um, some website probably Le Clef know, and um, it was a Czech website about the Czech chapter, if you call it that, and they said that a concierge does anything that is legal and moral.
1: That's absolutely right.
0: Now, I understand the legal. I want to ask about the moral. Who decides what is moral? Because I mean, today, obviously, we live in a globalized world and people travel more and more. And I see this on a daily basis because I work with people who travel from all around the world. And moral is culturally bound. There's not like one global moral. It is you know, what seems moral to us may not seem moral to somebody else. Yeah. How do you so? How do you apply <coughs> the moral requirement on well? That? What do you do?
1: It's still before ten o'clock. Oh, so no. All right, I, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I had I had a very mm-hmm. simple I had a very mm-hmm. simple uh, rule uh, which we applied, mm-hmm. and uh, we. Helped and arranged and organized anything except sex and drugs.
0: So rock and roll was possible?
1: Rock and roll was possible. It's totally fine, yeah. Totally fine. All right, but sex but, and drugs were not a big no. Yeah, because, you know, as a concierge mm-hmm. and uh, what you do, 90% of your mm-hmm. time is a recommendations. Okay. So you recommend something. Mm-hmm. But that means that you are accountable. For your recommendation, yeah. So if something goes wrong, <laughs> okay, you are responsible. Mm-hmm. And here in those two things, you don't—you are not responsible.
0: All right. Okay. And but, you, and but you give rec- okay. So I understand. Like, let's say I want a private <laughs> escort. I mean, if we can, like, just talk about it for a minute. Yep. Yeah. That's a no-no. Yeah. But if somebody wants to as well, as a strip club, is that something that you would recommend or not?
1: I would say that uh, not because recommend di- re- recommend directly uh-huh. but we refer the the guest uh, mm-hmm. to certain literature brochures about the city.
0: Okay. Have many people asked about sex or drugs?
1: They do they, yeah, do. they do. They they kind of uh, feel comfortable. Okay. And they do. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, if you uh, we asked about this, so if you have if the hotel has a concierge, then everybody is um, it's available to every guest of the hotel. Yes, correct, yes, definitely. Uh, but isn't fair to say that the more VIP you are, the more you get? Uh,
1: I think it's a it's a wrong perception. I okay. think for so it's the we, correct perception. The perception mm-hmm. that every guest gets the same service. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think it sounds like a little cliche. Yeah, but it's right, mm-hmm. and I have to say that you know. Repeating and you know, going through my career, Mm-mm. sometimes the, the the highest VIPs Mm-mm. are the most easygoing, easygoing people, people yeah. and most uh, happy people mm-hmm. and then oppose the clients who come and you know they you you look at them and mm-hmm. you, you kind of say to yourself, Well, this is not the right place for you. Because, you know, this is a certain hotel mm-hmm. at certain rates, okay. uh, those are the most demanding ones. All right. But okay. nevertheless, yeah. we mm-hmm. treat all of them the same. the same. You know, we served during my career, all possible VIPs, uh, celebrities, mm-hmm. you name them.
0: Yeah. All right. And Yes.
1: I, I met them personally. Mm-hmm. I won't reveal the names, of course. Okay.
0: Were you, so were you ever starstruck? Where you ever a starstruck, you know, like a star came and you were like, oh my gosh, there's a big star. Where you ever like a starstruck. I mean, I'm sure that it doesn't happen with everybody, but um, I must say like I've had it once because I met, you know, not on this job. But I met many like famous people through like different, and I know this sounds stupid, but when I met Kevin Costner, you know, the actor, I was just like lost for words. He was just so beautiful. I, yeah. mean, I just couldn't. Keep staring in his eyes. He was just a beautiful human being. And I was completely starstruck. And it doesn't happen to me, but Kevin Costner just put a magic spell on me and I just couldn't do anything. Did you have that experience with anyone? Of course I had. Yeah? Yeah. Can you reveal names? Not really.
1: Uh, Sure. It was, uh, first of all, it was Sean Connery. Sean
0: Connery, nice. Mr. Bond. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. And then
1: younger Mr. Bond, it was Peter Brosnan. Oh, Peter Bo- Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. Both both of them have a special aura. They have something about yeah. them, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I experienced with you know with yeah. Kevin Costner. All right. Cool. Um, um, but is it true? Like, we've been saying this with Susie, you know, because we work on the services side of tourism that the m- the more you pitch, the more you get. if the more v i p you are that you know it's the same services, but the more you complain, the more you get. is that uh, a correct assessment
1: i I think the second one is right the The more you complain, the more you get, yeah, and that's lately it's kind of like a habit, yeah, yeah, and I think people I think people there is a very thin line. Uh, from, you know, complaining about uh, trying to get something for free. All
0: right. Yeah. So, so okay. there's a fine line between a legitimate complaint and yeah. like a abusive situation. Exactly. Yeah, where you're trying to extract the most from yeah. your experience. Yeah. All right. Okay. And I
1: would say also, you mentioned the, uh, the word abusive. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a lately feeling that uh, uh, people in the hotel business and the hotel industry... Mm-hmm. Were you know, uh, pushing for the service and to get something for free and they were using the services. Okay. And lately they're abusing. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are pitching on, you know, every minor thing is going yeah. wrong and then they're using those things against you. To get something and I'm, better. You know, I'm not...
0: Do you think that... So that's... That, what do you think led to that? What do you think was the reason that...
1: I so think it's uh, it's kind of the 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 era we're living in. How mm. everything is speeding up, and okay. people don't have basically time to to stop.
0: Okay, all right. Isn't um, is a place like the Four Seasons? And obviously, you don't work that anymore. But is was the place like the Four Seasons immune to online uh, reviews?
1: No, I think the uh, the online reviews are things which Four Seasons takes um, seriously. Mm-hmm but of course uh, on the other hand has uh, inside uh, has inside uh, recording and everything so basically whenever a guest you know Wrote something online. Mm -hmm. We already knew before about it because the person complained.
0: All right, so it's everything is noted down. Everything is noted, even
1: singly, singly, singly things going wrong Mm -hmm. are noted down.
0: Yeah, but I think that you know, I'm asking with the complaining because it seems to me that, and I don't want to, I don't want to complain because I mean, I mean, I've loved this job that I have, and we love doing taste of Prague, but there's a, it seems to me that. The um, the online review in a way has legitimized it has legitimized complaining. Hmm. You know yep, I mean yep, that yep, you, you yep, know everybody is in the position of a potential reviewer. Yeah. Right. So there's a more it puts more pressure on the service provider yeah. to actually agree to just about anything. Yeah. yeah? I would
1: say I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though I have to say that Four Seasons in Prague has a uh, kind of unique position of being considered as a number one hotel. Mm-hmm. But if you if you step down to uh, other five and four star hotels mm-hmm. over there, and I see that much, there's a much more impact on it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So you are in a way, because I mean, I'm guessing that some of your clientele is just staying at the Four Seasons no matter where they go. That's correct. Yeah. Um, one last question about this then we move on how many I mean do do you know can you tell how many people of the guests actually approach the concierge during their stay to actually ask about something are there people who just like never actually approach the concierge to ask about anything
1: it's it's kind of uh, based on the 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 type of the hotel in Mm -hmm. Prague and and Four Seasons is really a a leisure hotel Uh so it's not would a say business hotel. It's not a business hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would say then 80 to 90%. 80 the, to 90% yeah. percent
0: go and actually ask about something at the Four Seasons. At least for the map. At least for, at least for the map. Okay, cool. That's an easy one, though. Uh, all right. Um,
1: but it's, you know, you, you say it's, it's easy, mm-hmm. but it's not easy because, you know, in Four Seasons, we never did like, here's the map. Okay. We opened the map. Yeah. And we showed everything right. and we okay. started so this talk. is what yeah. you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, when you do this 100 times a day, mm-hmm. you have to find your ways how to do it more fun and easy for you.
0: Do you think, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with us, same thing with every I think, service yeah, yeah, provider. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so, um, do you think that percentage has changed over time? In the last, I mean, I mean you stayed there for 12 years.
1: It changed in the way that uh, we get older and the clients get younger. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, of so, course, uh, of, yeah. of yeah. course, of course, it, it changed in, in the approach to us and in the way of communicating.
0: How, how has that changed?
1: I have to say, when we started, mm-hmm. we've been working with, with, uh, with a telephone and yeah. with a fax machine. Mm-hmm. And then it changed to emails. And then last three, four years, it changed with, uh, with uh, messages, instant messages, WhatsApp, and then so. Yeah. So, uh, it's basically... It's, it's so, the technology are, has changed. Technolog- technology has changed, mm-hmm. and, and it, technology is changing the industry.
0: All right. Uh, has technology changed um, uh, the guest? Have the guest team changed thanks to technology?
1: Uh, it, it did because mm-hmm. the, the clients do their own research. Mm-hmm. So many of them come prepared. Okay. And yes. they know what they're looking for.
0: Uh-huh. So they just basically, so while back in the day, they may come like, I need to eat somewhere today. They say, I want to eat here. Is it a good place? Can exactly. you make like a reservation? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: We, <clears throat> we also, at times we became a desk, which was kind of clarifying the client's Online research, research yeah. instead of being. Can you recommend me something?
0: Mm-hmm. Because I read an article somewhere. It was from a. It was a brief interview with a like a London-based concierge, and he said that you know decades ago, uh, people would ask for a reservation months ahead, mm-hmm. and it would actually go there. And today, they ask for three reservations for the same dinner. They cancel all of them. They go to somewhere completely else.
1: It's unfortunately true. Yeah has they, that
0: has that changed your uh, relationships with the local service providers i'm talking about restaurants i'm talking about like tour providers and stuff like that have been like have you seen let's say for instance like the rates of cancellation have they gone up recently uh,
1: you know i had not that feeling like in mm. london in mm. prague and you know we had uh, a great relationship with, with the restaurant providers uh, and they understand, mm-hmm. you know. At least, you know, we try to explain the to client that uh, if they decide to cancel, they should at least let us know. it's, okay. it's fair enough to let them know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, has um, all right. I want to talk about Leclerc Dor, if I can, the, the golden uh, keys, the golden correct? Keys, yeah. Um, because I've been fascinated by it a bit. Um, so it's a it's basically a um, an organization that unites. Uh, concierges. That's correct. That. How do you apply for that?
1: Yeah, well, I have to say, first of all, that the society is uh, from 1950s, mm-hmm. so it's a long, long tradition. Okay. And uh, uh, it is now in more than 50 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, to become a member, there are strict rules. Uh-huh. You have to be a concierge employed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. The concierge desk for about five years. Okay. And then you can apply through the local chapter to become a, a member. Okay. yeah, you, know, you have to have a, a recommendation letter mm-hmm. and you, you go through a series of interviews. You have a written test and then you are approved to become a member.
0: Who administers the, these tests? Uh,
1: it's the, there is a, there are... International, There's international management okay. who recommends the uh, tests, how mm-hmm. they should look like, and they are customized to each uh, country.
0: Is it a lifetime membership?
1: It's a lifetime membership uh, uh, un- until you work as a concierge. If you decide to month, leave, you, leave you, you, lose. Have to, you lose the keys. Okay, you lose you the can keys. be associated with a society mm-hmm. in a certain way, yeah. but you are not allowed to, to carry the keys anymore.
0: I think you were the president of the Czech chapter, is that correct? I had the
1: privilege to be for more than 10 years.
0: More than 10 years. Um, When was the Czech chapter established, do you know?
1: Uh, It was uh, before, it was 1998.
0: 1998, okay.
1: Because uh, it is every year the society has the Congress in a a member section around Mm -hmm. the world. And then Czech Republic was uh, accepted in 1998.
0: So that was the conference that you talked about recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you talked about at the beginning in. in I'm, I'm talking about the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So, but that you said that you were but in an international hotel. That, that was a my, conference.
1: My, my, I, I had the pleasure of mm-hmm. to, to serve the society because the congress was taking place. Um, uh, the meeting in Prague in 1999.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, what do you talk about at these con- <laughs> like honestly what do you talk about these congresses? Cuz I'm I'm guessing like I'm picturing a congress of concierges. I'm I'm seeing like champagne and high fives, but I'm I'm guessing there's more than that. That's for the evening. Yeah, that's for the evening. <laughs> okay, cool. <Yeah. laughs> what no, happens uh, during the day? I
1: have to say that, you know, as a as a long tradition, mm-hmm. the society has its rules okay. and it's kind of um and it, it is a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We have to be we have to we have to say frankly it's a it's a company mm-hmm. which is managed by the by the members. Okay. So there are certain rules and agendas which is being followed. Mm-hmm. And basically as the industry is developing the same the society is developing okay. for the for future. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a, there's an agenda for one day and then the rest of the, the meeting is usually for five days mm-hmm. at the Congress. And then it's filled with with uh, presentations, uh, partners, and then networking. Okay. The the vo- the value to me of the society is are the members okay. around the world mm-hmm. and the networking.
0: Networking. Um, so because I looked at the Czech chapter and as you know, there's a few hotels there, like you know, concierge fee hotels. So the question, my question was. Um, do you meet up with those concierges? Is networking on the local level uh, important with other concierges?
1: It's very important. We are meeting every six weeks. Uh uh-huh. Every less. six weeks? Every six weeks. Okay. You know, we go out and we either meet in uh, partner places okay. or we make meetings in the hotels. All right. And we share the knowledge. We share the information, okay. you know, what what opened? What has closed? What's oh, happening right. in the city? What's happening, you know, on the on the international level? What's happening locally?
0: So, concierges, is, is there? Um, can you see like a scenario where, for instance, you have a question and you don't know, and you remember that a concierge talked about it recently? Can you call the, the other hotel, the concierge, to yes, help you? Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that happens.
1: And the, as as the as everything is improving and you know moving forward, uh-huh. we have our WhatsApp group and we share the information oh, okay. straight away.
0: All right. How much how much of it is gossip?
1: <laughs> gossip is forgotten. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. 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 Go. Cool, Go. Cool.
0: So, because I know that uh, about two years ago, you told me you went to Korea for that mm-hmm. conference. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. So you can actually, can you arrange something for a guest? And he said, I'm going to Korea next, next week mm-hmm. and I need something. Can you arrange something in Korea for a guest of the Prague Four Seasons? Definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Right. And that's not only that I would call Four Seasons concierge there, uh-huh. but I can open the, uh, the, the book of members and I can right. find the person. And I can, in a different I can, hotel. In a different hotel. Okay. And I can help him together. Wow. I'm giving you an example. If Mm -hmm. I may. Yeah, absolutely please do. I I had a client Mm -hmm. and that's that was kind of funny. And he said, I'm traveling to Rome, and I would like to have in Rome my favorite cookies which are for sale in a delicatessen place in Salzburg. Okay. He was looking for special chocolate. All right. And I'm gonna be there in three days. And I want to have my chocolate there. Okay. I said, okay, well let me call the place. I called the chocolate place in Salzburg and mm. I said, you know what I'm looking for, you know, for five seconds, they said that I'm joking. Yeah. I said, I'm really, you know, can you organize me a set of chocolate and ship it to Rome? To Rome yeah. Yes. Forget it. We okay. don't, we don't no. do it. All right. I opened the book of members. Uh-huh. I called my colleague in, uh, Salzburg. in Salzburg in a hotel. And I said, Thomas, please, I need this, this, this. Wow. In two days, the chocolate was there on the spot.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: So that's kind of the networking uh, that allows do, you to That do. allows me yeah, okay and, to do things. And as much as they help me, mm-hmm. and I help them.
0: Okay, because I read somewhere like that the concierge is as good at, as his contacts are. So that's yeah, really what ab- this absolutely true. So that's what Leclerc Leclercdor is really about. Yeah, and yeah, working
1: cool. I um, think the, the motto of Leclercdor is in in service through friendship. Okay,
0: nice. That's nice. and the
1: best 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 advertisement Grand Hotel Budapest.
0: Oh, really? The movie. The movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, because he is a concierge. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Mr. Gustav. Mr. Gustav, <laughs> okay. And it was actually funny because
1: uh-huh. uh, I had the pleasure to meet with the... Uh, Rich Anderson. Okay. With the director. Okay. And we met here at the uh, U.S. Ambassador's residence. Oh, wow. With Mr. Eisen, was here at the time. Okay. And we actually started to talk about the movie and they started to ask questions. Okay. And we started to answer. So oh. we, we kind of... A little bit responsible about how the consumer Oh, was really?
0: There. Okay, so so that was in the prep, like in the yeah. prep stages before they yeah. shot. Okay, so it's you, really. <laughs> okay, it's not <laughs> no, me. It's not <laughs> you. Okay, all right. Um, I'm looking okay. handsome. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. No, I mean, you don't fool with older ladies like you did over there, yeah. I guess. No. Um, cool. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, by the way, it's actually beautiful. Um, so you have to check it out by Wes Anderson, obviously. Um, now, um, I want to ask about uh, one more thing, two more things. Number one, um, you are in a unique position to listen to the feedback your foreign travelers you know, have been giving you about Prague. And we always want this podcast to be like, helpful to local businesses. What would you say is the number one complaint from foreign visitors of the Four Seasons about like services in Prague? Is there one specific thing or is there more things that like, you know, most people complain about?
1: There was one thing which, mm-hmm. which improved lately. Mm-hmm. Exchange places in the city. Exchange places in the city. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, that is improving. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, it's still taxi drivers. Taxi drivers. Yeah. So
0: that's the two most common things. All right. How about restaurants? Is there a complaint about restaurants?
1: No, not really. I think that the scene of the restaurants has, has uh, improved mm-hmm. significantly mm-hmm. for, you know, past 12 years. Okay. We are coming closely now to Christmas. So I okay. may say that 18 years ago mm-hmm. on the December 23th, 20, 24th, yeah. there have been three restaurants open in the city. I know, yeah. Now... There's a, Every second restaurant is open. So this is amazing.
0: Yeah. Actually, we'll be, tomorrow we'll be posting about the dining options in the city. And it's yeah. just not hotel restaurants anymore. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Actually,
0: cool. Um, what is the one thing that they love the most about Prague? Something like, you know, the, the most common compliment.
1: How Prague is preserved. Mm-hmm. How compact it is. Yeah. And how friendly people are How in friendly the city people are. And how well English is spoken. Okay.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's that's pretty much my experience Yeah, 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 cool. All right. um, I want to get into like um, last thing, like like last theme, and it's like mixing your job with private life. Um, Is it you know? I when I go to a a tour, you know, and it's it's I love the tours that we're doing, and it's you know sometimes you know you have other questions asked, you know, you ask and you respond to a little bit many questions. Then I get home and like, so how's been your day? I'm like, oh, no more questions, please. I'm just kind of, I'm just, yeah. You know, I just want a bit of quiet and just watch TV, like, you know, silently. Uh, give me a break. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Does that happen to you too? Like, is that, is is it something that is compatible? Like, I mean, but, but I'm pretty sure that we put a lot of effort and a lot of energy into what we do. And I'm pretty sure that's the same for you. Um, does that mix well with private life?
1: I think it, in my case, it, it does very well because my wife is very understandable. Yeah. She yeah. works in a hotel as well. Uh-huh. So she's now the hotel person. I'm, I'm not anymore. Okay, So, so right. we uh, we tend to talk a lot at home mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and the concierge for me was really a passion. It was a way of life. So yeah. I, I enjoyed every moment mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And I still do. So, yeah.
0: But, I mean, did, so that basically, so even when you get home, could you, what I'm trying to say, can you just cleanse it out? When you leave the hotel, that's a completely your thing, a private life, or does it get in the way it's sometimes? Still,
1: it's, still, it's still there, but mm-hmm. uh, I learned in those, you know, in, in the time to kind of, you know, close the door a little bit yeah. and, and, yeah. and have, yeah. my, have my time. Oh, cool, cool. Um,
0: when you travel, do you go to hotels with a concierge? I do. Yeah? I do. Is it, is it sometimes, uh, do you base your decisions on where to go on? Like, if you have, let's say, you know, you have a friend, concierge friend somewhere. Would you let's take that.
1: If I have the opportunity, I, I go like this. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you know, I I go in no name hotels uh, when nobody knows me. Mm-hmm. Because it's also kind of uh, resting. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Can you switch off? Like, can you, like... You know, when somebody approach a, like a front desk manager or a concierge in a hotel, can you just like, you know, secretly in the back of your mind, do you judge them or do you go like, ah, oh, okay. Just no, not, I do. Not today. You do? <laughs> I do by all means. But, but
1: in, a, in, a, in a funny way, because, yeah. you know, I was always saying uh, that uh, to my team, mm-hmm. you know, in order to, to serve better, you have to also become a guest for a while and you have to yeah. see and Absolutely. you have to feel how yeah. the guests are. Yeah. So go and, and travel and explore.
0: Yeah, that's a very good, actually, advice. Yeah, I think so, too. The more we travel, the better the tools are. Exactly. 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 Um, What is the future of the concierge? Do you think, like, with the research, with the online, you know, um, uh, with the online tools, the smartphones, the apps, um, is it a dying breed or is this something that... I think even though,
1: you know, there are waves when Mm -hmm. we had a feeling that it's kind of dying, Mm -hmm. I think lately and hopefully... It's, it's gaining again the importance because mm. you know, you have all kinds of electronic devices, you have apps, but uh, a personal recommendation is mm. a recommendation oh, yeah, sure. and you never get sincere and uh, smile from a and computer or iPhone or anything mm. when you <laughs> get a smile from a person.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's still a personal it's, connection. It's, it's a human being. Because I think actually what the problem is today is that many people in Prague see tourism as a thing where everything has a, you know, backhand deal. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's like, it's not like many people, I think in the Czech Republic would approach this job as a insincere by default because, you know, you're getting some money from here from like, is that something that you have encountered like that uh, approach to this?
1: Uh, in the past. In the past. In the past. Uh, I think uh, with, uh, you know, foreign chains coming to Prague mm. and, you know, a Great Hotels opening, that came a little bit on the side yeah. and uh, luckily that time is gone.
0: That time is gone because, you know, I told you, my dad was a receptionist under communism and uh, that was the only job, <laughs> just ripping they ripping off the tourists. Like, mm. I mean, that was under communism. That was what they did all the time, actually. It was a habit. Uh, it was, yeah. So, so, I mean, that was a dying breed. That's gone. Mm. And now there's a new, yeah. you know, new generation of concierges, obviously. Cool. Um, one last thing. Uh, we always ask this at the end of the interview. What is the one guilty pleasure you like to eat? If no one's
1: looking. Great piece of bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Butter. Butter. Yeah.
1: Homemade. Mm-hmm. And good Godhai.
0: Good high salami. Salami. Mm-hmm. All right, so for those of you who don't know who God, what Godhai is, it's basically like a Czech mortadella style cheese. So yeah. style salami, basically, like a softer salami, a high-fat content. Nice.
1: I learned that from my grandpa. huh When I was a small kid. Yeah. Then there was a time when Godhai was not to touch. Okay. And now the salami is back. Okay. And it's rock and roaring.
0: Alright, okay. Where do you buy it? What's your favorite?
1: Well, I go to uh too much to Nashimasu. Nashimaso. Nashimaso. Mm. Nashimaso.
0: Their good high is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Mm. Cool. Yeah. All right. It. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We could talk about this forever, yeah. but we have to stop at one point. Uh Thank you. Good luck to all your future endeavors. Thank you very much. And uh, we hope we'll be seeing great concierges around Prague, uh, hotels Um, for the future to come.
1: I'm sure they are. And thank you for the invitation. It was a great pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much.
0: Right, guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode of the taste of proud podcast and uh, please stay tuned for more uh don't forget to rate us online and if you have any comments or any feedback please go to our blog page to let us know uh we'll be happy for any tips or any pointers that you may have thank you again for listening and until the next time cheers goodbye